sports fans rejoice. You're listening to My Team, My Voice with MTMV Sports. And... It's the MTMV main card with your man, The Voice. And in the opposite corner, the man in all black came to handle business today. The butcher, the baker, the word maker, the bully of Broad Street. (laughs) None other than Iron Wilders. What's up, bro? I'm copacetic, man. Uh, this this hat is a uh, navy blue, but you okay. know, go off, do your thing. Yeah, you know well, I mean, I mean it, it it looks black. I, I just would have rolled with it because you know, I mean, made it look like you were matching. Well, I didn't. Now you, you look well, no, like, I'm good. I'm good with the navy blue, but I didn't want the people to think that you was colorblind. You oh, that's what it is. Because the okay. intro came in a little rough. Oh, you know okay. what I'm saying? But I'm gonna give you the proper intro because you know this is how I do it, ladies and gentlemen. It's the man, the myth, the legend, the voice. The MTMV curator of combat sports. Boys, I would ask you how you feeling, but pretty sure you was already ready for the smoke. So I already know what's happening today. I, I'm, I've come prepared. I'm probably going to butcher one or two uh, names, but you know what? It's all good because I do my job the best of my ability. And that's all you can do. That's hey, all you can do, my man. Hey, but we got some great things to discuss, man. Let's go ahead and get into KOs and low blows uh, before we get into everything. Now, the first thing I want to discuss, which is funny. We actually discussed this on last week's show, The Possibility. Now, last week, Kayla Harrison uh, took a shocking loss uh, to Pacheco. And many people are now wondering, is she a has-been? Was it all a fluke? Voice, what are your thoughts on the aftermath of the fight, including uh, Pacheco's camp claiming that uh, Harrison and her her camp was actually cheating because they were giving her advice during the bout? Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a last thing first kind of person. I'm going to need that first again. But, um, as far as them giving advice during the fight, that's what they're supposed to do. I mean, the, the only time that you're not permitted to talk is during an official break. Like if there's a break in the action and the ref stops the clock, you can't coach them. But while the fight is going on, yeah, you can talk. So if that's cheating, and you've been fighting as long as you've been fighting that's not good because that means you don't know the rules that means that your corner <laughs> has just left you out there uh to dry and and, and uh twisting in the wind because they haven't been saying anything well uh, but that that's neither here nor there that sounds like uh just some, some time foolery to, just to have something to say uh, as far as is she done is she a has-been being harrison time will tell time will tell i don't think that this fight necessarily uh labels her as being a has-been it definitely brings her value down a notch because if you can't beat somebody who you beat twice that says a lot you know that that says a whole lot you went eight rounds shut this person out for eight rounds and then you know three years later you can't get three rounds out of the fight on uh you know on at least two judges scorecards that that says a lot now she hinted to the fact that going into the fight she had some some physical issues 
you know so we don't know what all to make of that but if she doesn't come back strong and come back like the fighter that we knew her to be before this fight it, it's not gonna be good for her now was 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 odd as we talked about this last week but she kind of caught her shot and she did stay you know she's beat me two times this third time you know it's going to be an upset and uh the, the one thing that may come out of this is john davis recently stated that with this loss the cyborg fight is more likely to happen so like how are you feeling about the possibility for that or do you think that that's not the right time for people to take that fight i would think that the cyborg fight would be less likely to happen outside of the fact that they may be able to pay um uh harrison less now so it's more likely because they don't have to pay as much money mm-hmm. but yeah i mean if i'm cyborg it's a greater risk now i go and i fight this person who has lost and lost to someone who she shouldn't have you know really lost to or in the eyes of everyone shouldn't have lost to if i go and lose then what does that make me look like so yeah I, she definitely needs another fight before the cyborg fight can even be discussed and like i said she really needs to fight pacheco again and look good she may need to fight pacheco and lad uh and just fight out her contract and come on over to bellator like she was trying to before well it's definitely gonna be interesting to see what harrison decides to do she had already stated before the fight that she had planned on making that her last fight um before she actually moved on to bigger and better fights. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see how that goes and um, what her next move is going to be, how it's going to be perceived in the media also. Now, moving from one fighter to another great fighter, depending on who you ask. Now, both Devin Haney and Shakur Stevens have been on record as saying, Tank Davis is all talk. Now, this is not the first time we've heard this. We've heard people say that Tank doesn't fight particularly strong fighters. Um, I'm interested to know with you know Ryan Garcia possibly coming up uh, later on in uh, 2023. What are your thoughts between when both Haney and Shakur have both said uh, is is Tank the truth or is he you know just kind of inside? Tank is definitely not the truth. But let's <laughs> let's say that first and foremost. Uh, that title, at least, um, that moniker in the ring is held by Errol Spence, who we talk about fighters not fighting the fights that we want to see happen until he faces Bud Crawford. We, you know, we, we don't know how much of the truth that, that he is uh, either. However, what we're, who we're talking about right now is St. Davis. Now, to say that he's all talk. That'd be a little difficult, strictly based on the fact that, as you stated, he is scheduled. He has signed the paperwork to fight Ryan Garcia. So, can't say that he's all talk because he did step up to the plate for this. However, in his, you know, 20 plus career fight, for him to be fighting Ryan Garcia now, it does say something because this is the first for real name person that you have on your resume everyone well let me not say that the first person on your resume with a name that actually fights at your weight class if he's fought a name before it's been someone moving up in weight 
And I mean, some people have success doing that, but if someone's moving up just for this fight and they lose, and especially they get knocked out the way that he's been knocking people out, the thought says, okay, this weight was too much for that fight. They need to go back down to wherever they were. Um, the fact that, or I should say, what Devin and Shakur are saying does have a little bit of veracity. For instance, uh, Devin, he sh- took a shot at um, Tank. I was going to call him Shakur. There's a guy with these names in there, but took a shot at Tank and was like, you, j- he just said, hey, when these two fights are done, uh, uh, give me the contract for Hank. I'm ready to fight him. I'm sick of him talking. The issue is, when he fought Roman, he said the same thing. And as a matter of fact, he said, I'll be out of contract, meaning out of contract with Mayweather Promotions. So there should be nothing to stop that from happening. But this fight and the next fight go with Mayweather Promotions. So he didn't leave them like you said you were because you kept saying you know after this i'm done i'm done i'm out i'm out only be talking all you know buddy buddy right after the uh the day or so before the roby fight and i say after these two fights i'm ready well you say after the one fight you were ready last time uh and you know shakur you know he, he said look the only reason he's talking like this is because you got a fight coming up that's it when you only hear him talk like this after he's got contracts in place don't talk to me don't and and be quiet while you got two different fights that you gotta fight fight them fights then once that when that's over then say something because you only talk when you already got fights lined up when you don't have fights lined up why does the church mouse well I mean, Tank has got a lot of proof over the next few months. And then on top of that, there was a recently uh, deleted tweet, uh, which he was basically asking out of Mayweather promotion. So between that, these fights coming up, he's got a lot of proof uh, over the next few months. So 2023 could be a make or break year for Tank Davis. And when we come back, we got an amazing, amazing show for you. Uh, we got the one on prime uh, championship match. We have the... Um, Chocolito, Chocolatito versus Strata 3. That trilogy, trilogy is going to be awesome. Another trilogy featuring your favorite fighter, uh, Tyson Fury. And I thought Jake Paul was your favorite fighter. Well, Jake Paul is your favorite fighter too, but you know, I, I, I know where your bread is buttered. You know what I mean? <laughs> Stay tuned when we come back from the from uh, Ozell. It's not just about the love of the game. It's about dedication and commitment through the process and the patience to endure. There's joy in reaching your goals and peace in knowing you've done all you're supposed to do. Ozell Brand. It's not just a brand. It's a lifestyle. And welcome back we got some great fights to get into voice is already on me i can feel it because i already know what's getting ready to happen so i, I want to first get into uh our, this one on prime fight that's going to happen uh this is actually going to be taking place uh live in the uh, mall of asia arena in manila philippines saturday december 3rd and everything right <laughs> now despite joshua Pachicio 
Pashiao. Pashiao. Which is the following day. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Despite Pashiao building a an amazing legacy for himself so far, he's still focused on the now. So the reigning one strawweight world champion is actually eyeing a four straight title defense because he's going to tangle with Jared the Monkey God Brooks. That's the most interesting nickname I've ever heard. Now, at the young age of 26, the one thing we have to realize about the champ is he's literally all throughout the, the record books for the strawweight division, but he still feels that he has something to prove against uh, what is listed as literally a dangerous opponent in the number one ring, Brooks. Now, Brooks, meanwhile, has literally tried to engage with the passion since his debut in November of 2021. He's never hit his desire that he wants to dethrone the champion. Boys, this is two ready fighters, two passionate individuals, both looking to literally create a legacy, legacy for themselves. Brook has built himself up to become the number one contender. What should we expect from this fight? And should Joshua be a little bit more worried in, in this fourth title defense? Should he be worried? I think he has the proper level of respect and help or I should say healthy respect for Brooks he's you know been on record to say that hey look you know th- this guy well I- I'll say this he doesn't like Brooks <laughs> it's obvious that he does not like Brooks and uh, part of it is, is personal one part is that when Brooks made his one championship debut because you know let's uh, give Brooks his his flowers outside of um the pfl and the only reason he probably hasn't fought in the pfl is because they don't have a weight class for him but outside of pfl he's been in pretty much every major organization that there is fought in rising fought in bellator fought in the ufc as well as in one championship now when he made his one debut back in 2021 as you were mentioning and probably why he was calling out Pacquiao is because he beat Pacquiao's teammate, uh, Lido, uh, who also is a member of Team Lakai. Team Lakai is one of the largest gyms that uh, is represented in one championship. Evolve is the other big gym there. So he beat Lido and probably start calling him out. Pacquiao said, look, this dude doesn't have Bushido. You know, he does all this brass talking or whatever. You know, he ought to uh, respect and honor. And one championship is huge on uh, having the Bushido spirit, the warrior spirit, honoring and respecting uh, the arts by honoring and respecting those that you apply your martial skills against. Uh, you know, Brooks, it, it, the monkey god, is a brash American, unabashed an unashamed American and just comes and talks loud. So he doesn't like him and he wants to hurt him because he said when he uh, defeated Lido that, that that hurt him, that that hurt his feelings. You know, his, his little feelings was hurt. So um, he wants to avenge it for, uh, or I should say, wants to avenge these things for these reasons. Uh, Pacquiao has been doing his thing in one championship for quite some time. Uh, and has only lost like once in the past couple of years, like since uh, 2017. And that loss was a split decision loss for his belt 
turn right around and beat that guy by knees and then beat him again by punches in his last fight. You know, so he fought the guy three times in the past three years, uh, lost one, and then had definitive finishes for the rest. Outside of his fight with Alex Silva in 2020, since that loss, all of the passion's victories have come by way of stoppage. So with those things being said, I'm not sure if this one is going to make it to the judges or not, especially seeing as uh, like Pacquiao, the majority of Brooks fights in one championship have also been by way of stoppage. The biggest difference between these two fighters is that Pacquiao can do it both on the feet and on the ground. Whereas Brooks leans heavily on his American wrestling, leans heavily on uh, getting submissions and things of that nature where uh, Pacquiao can do it either way. Well, I mean, it's definitely going to be in a, an amazing fight. I mean, at 26, uh, Pacquiao holds the record for the most wins in the one strawweight division with nine, the most uh, one world title fights in strawweight at seven, and the most number of one world title fight wins at strawweight. Uh, the, he's actually considered to be the most successful Filipino on one's roster, which is something that uh, one actually openly celebrates uh, if you actually visit their website, that's one of the things that sticks out when you visit his profile page. Well, it's going to be a tremendous fight to see. Um, excited to see that. Make sure that you tune in. It's going to be on Saturday, December 3rd. Uh, now, on a on a, a match that's actually on that same bout. Well, actually, it's not. Actually, it's the day before. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, but, they the... consider, but they consider it on the same bout, though, right? No. One... Uh... Hmm. Uh, the Pacquiao and Brooks card headlines 164 uh, where one prime which takes place on Friday night um, is headlined by the people that you're getting ready oh by Derrida and, and Mal Yuki that's interesting because I did know that there because I do know that it's on two different nights but they had them literally together showing them as if it was like a two night event almost kind of like a now it very well may be Mm-hmm. kind of shown that way like for instance if you went to the fight you probably right. pay for one ticket and you just um, stay the whole time one is good for doing that but they'll break it up into two uh two broadcasts for or i should say two shows for broadcast purposes and they will call it as such gotcha that makes sense well taking place literally on that on that friday uh in the mall of asia arena in manila um, it's gonna be a, a about you the- mailed it again, boy. Look at you saying the mall of Asia in Manila two times on one fight card. All right, boy, y'all, y'all, I, I got you, fam. One of these days, we're gonna switch around. You're gonna have to do all the intros, and I, I'm gonna do everything else. Now, <laughs> the Dutch King is gonna be taking on Malikin because I'm not about to try to even butcher that gentleman's first name uh, this is going to be for the light heavyweight world championship so far both have provided both and more material uh for the other and Malikin recently stated that he can knock out the undefeated uh dutch king while adding that a victory for him will shut out any hope uh that the ritter moves up to take a shot at any one heavyweight world title fight at any point meanwhile the dutch king is, has been focused on not only what he stated is his ease of being able to commit his challenges, but also his physical gifts over his current opponent. 
Now, both of these fighters are literally coming in. Clearly, they don't like each other. Although Malkin did say he did appreciate that the Ritter does not make this trash talk Christmas to his family. They they seem to just want to be so voices. What are we looking forward to in this matchup? And and who technically has the advantage? And both teams to feel as though they hold the advantage over the other. Both fighters are undefeated. Both fighters stop the majority of the people that they face. Um, as far as advantages are concerned, this is a classic striker versus grappler matchup. Like I said, both of them stop the majority of their uh, opponents. Ritter stops most of his opponents by way of choke. Whereas um, <laughs> uh, Yukin just loves uh, knocking people out and has done so ever since he's come to one every single one of his victories has come via stoppage by strikes either ground and pound or just straight up just starching them. I mean just ooh, I, I was looking at some highlights yesterday and you know the way that he stalks his prey and then just just catching with a one hit a quitter is a thing of beauty as far as who has the advantage? It depends. Now, you can have the advantage in that every fight and every round of every fight starts on the feet, which is where he does uh, his best work. Ritter has the advantage in that he is champion. He's been champion for a while and he has fought some of the who's who and he has a ground game. We don't, you know, really know what um, Malukin's ground game is like. You know, I mean, he's got a choke on his uh, on his his resume. I, I want to say out of his eleven fights, like at least about ten, well, nine or ten of them are via stoppage, and he may have a couple submissions, but I know he's got seven knockouts uh, mm. in there, and then you know, a couple submissions and then a decision or so. So, I mean, the, the advantage it all depends on where the fight is taking place. Can DeRitter weather the storm to get the fight down to the ground? Can uh, Tim you can catch him? Can Spartak spark him before he can get it to the ground? That's really where the, the victory will be claimed. Uh, as far as Malukin is concerned, can you go all five rounds? I don't know that he's had to go five rounds before. Most of his fights have been three-round fights. If it goes all five rounds, if it goes the distance, can you do that? We know that uh, that Derrida can do it because he's done it before here uh, in one championship against one of the most decorated champions that uh, one has had in uh, Ong Lan Song. You know, so it, it's again who, where's the the advantage it really depends on where the fight takes place and the duration of the fight if it goes the distance and uh he's able to get it to the ground should be derider if it stopped before then and it's on the feet advantage value now it's interesting that you actually bought up on long song now 
the Ritter actually stated that one of the things that he actually plans on doing is taking from his past experience against the Burmese Python to give him insight on how to combat the power that Mayu can provide. Uh, really even stated that he actually plans on making it a quick knockout uh, if he can. While he does want to put on the show, he doesn't want to leave any kind of doubt uh, for the judges to, to, to be able to take hold of it. So that's definitely going to be interesting to see. Uh, Deverde is definitely coming in very confident. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering how his previous bout with uh, the Python is actually going to help him in this bout and if it's going to make a, that much of a difference. Well, it, it should, if nothing, give him the uh, give him the courage to stand, and and give him the confidence that uh, he can weather those big bombs. But the confidence is definitely there. <laughs> now, moving on to the voices marquee matchup, boys. I feel like we got to have like a supreme introduction when it's the voices marquee matchup. This is a big deal. Okay, well here we go. You, you you want you want some horns or something and then I'm, then the smoothness. I'm about to lead in like it's like it's a rhyme. Heavyweights looking to move in the ranks for a future title shot. It's my voice this marquee matchup as the pits number five is number seven in the cold main event for UFC Orlando. Now stick to your day job, bro. I'm I'm cold. I'm calling out everybody. So, boys, give us your thoughts on the marquee matchup coming up this weekend at UFC Orlando. So, Tai Tuivasa versus Sergey Spivak. Uh, this is the Voices marquee matchup because um, it has the greatest potential for action of all the, the fights that are not title fights this weekend. Uh, you have Tai Tuivasa. Uh, as well as Spivak are both four and one of the past five fights. The biggest difference is Tuivas is coming in off of a loss. He lost to Cyril Gan in his last fight, got knocked out. Um, had he beat Gan, he would have been challenging uh, Nganu for the championship. Uh, now that looks like it's uh, going to John Jones. Whereas for Spivak, if he is to beat Tuivasa, being the second uh, uh, prized fighter, uh, pardon the pun, on his resume after knocking out um, the Black Beast in his last outing, if he's able to win and knock out Tuivasa as well, you've knocked out uh, a perennial title contender and one-time uh, title challenger in Derek Lewis. And then you knock out uh, th- this rising contender and Tuivasa as well back to back there really is nowhere to go but up from there uh you know at, at the most you may see him fight a uh, a Curtis Blades or someone in an eliminator but it should put him on the very very short list because this will be five victories in a row for Pavlovich that's nothing to sneeze at in the heavyweight division uh, you know that that's like being on a 15 <laughs> 15 fight streak in some other division you know or at least 10 so uh it again it puts him on a very very short list of title challengers 
if he's able to be victorious over Tuivasa. Tuivasa is a fan favorite. Uh, he and his shoeies are legendary. Um, that's like super gross to me, especially the whole uh, spit in it too. No, dog, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm super good on that. Um, but either way it goes, he's a fan favorite. Uh, everyone loves him, and they love to see him fight, and they love to see him win. Uh, so he's really got this. He really has like a Derek Lewis uh, status where he can keep fighting, kind of being a gatekeeper, being someone who can headline cards and bring in uh, fight fans and uh, just keep getting paid. Well, I mean, they're definitely going to have the crowd for it. That's going to be an amazing crowd. UFC Orlando is going to be taking uh, taking place live September third uh, from the Amway Center in Orlando. Um, it's actually a, a great card, so make sure you get a chance to tune in. Uh, you definitely get a chance to check the voices' thoughts uh, on that card, also on Twitter. So make sure you check back. Make sure you also check back uh, on the main card because sometimes we might come back and cover it. Something amazing happens that we just can't avoid. Um, so moving on to another another amazing trilogy fight um, that's actually going to be coming up. We got two Hall of Famers. They're going to be stepping into the ring, boys. With the winner becoming the WBC World Super Flightweight Champion. Now, Juan Francisco Estrada is going to be taking on Roma, Roman Chocolito Gonzalez. Now, they're going to be going head to head for the vacant WBC uh, title. This is going to be the trilogy of their very legendary uh, rivalry. Now, that, that bout's going to be taking place at the Desert Diamond Arena in Glendale, Arizona. Now, it's hard to remember when their last two fights were if you have a hard memory. They last fought literally 10 fights apart. They fought in 2012 uh, in 2024, I believe, actually. Um, uh, I, I'll take your word for it. Uh, <laughs> Chocolatito won. Thank you. There uh, you go. I, I, was, first. I, I was doing my best not to... Uh... Not to say anything, but then you you, you can't you can't. Brother, that the extra titties be getting me, man. So he won the first, and then he had ended up losing the second. So this is going to be an amazing fight. Two fighters who who supremely respect each other and they show them respect each other throughout the uh, the media rounds. What's what's your take on this fight, and and who do you see as having, I guess, the advantage in the third part of the tournament? As far as what to expect, expect fireworks because both of the times that they fought, uh, they were very, very close fights. Uh, the first fight, uh, Strada, you know, felt like, hey, you know, I, I, I fought hard, but I didn't get the job done. Second time they fought, it was a split decision. I think that it did go the right way going to uh, El Gallo versus going to Chocolatito. Uh, what to expect in this one? Uh, I'm, I'm not really sure what to expect. I, again, I'll tell you, outside of action, I don't know what to expect. Uh, El Gallo said in the first fight that he wasn't feeling well, which he attributes some of his loss to versus being able to pull out the victory last time. But again, it was a split decision. And it was a very highly contested fight. Very close fight. Um they're both older and Chocolatito has been in many more wars than has uh, Estrada so and that stuff you know it, it catches up with you and it's not uncommon for a fighter to get old 
overnight. I mean, not technically overnight, but you see him in one fight. It's like, oh, okay. Looks like he's got it. And then another fight's like, woo, he ain't got it. And then you see another one's like, oh, or you might say, oh, you know, well, he, he got caught. And then another fight's like, oh, you know, he ain't got it. And you just kind of wait for these things to happen, which is the way I've been looking at Chocolate Tito's career over the past couple of years. Now, he hadn't caught up with him. He's been victorious for the most part, uh, with the exception of the times he's faced a strider. Um, you know, even uh, uh, let me not misspeak because uh, I may be confusing him with another fighter. But anyway, um, he's been doing his thing, and I look forward to seeing what happens. I really don't know how to call it because, like I said, that last fight was super close. But it's been a minute too, as you stated. They they've uh, fought. Yeah, yeah, two, 2021. Uh, but it was like earlier in the year in 2021, mm-hmm. I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and they, uh, about March, I believe. Yeah, so it's been well over a year since they fought. Um, and a lot again can happen in that short period of time. So I'm I, all I know is that it's going to be an exciting fight, probably going to be the most exciting boxing match of the weekend uh at least the most exciting title fight of the weekend so um that that's what i'm looking forward to to seeing is uh seeing how all that works out yes i mean it's that's definitely a major break when they they originally fought in 2012 and then they fought again in 2021 so this time they're like listen we got the championship out we're not gonna wait i feel like when it's time for them to go into the hall of fame one is going to have to mention the other and vice versa because these bouts literally were amazing from beginning to end so it's going to be exciting to see i love to see those type of rivalries because they're built off respect and there's literally two people who just they don't they don't avoid the smoke like they they go at it when they go at it and when they get in the ring with other other individuals you get the same thing and you can't say that about every fighter um so it's going to be a great bout um, I'm, I'm surprised you said that that was the best one because the last fight that we're talking about on today's main card, your favorite, favorite fighter, Tyson Fury. <laughs> that was a perfect intro music for that. <laughs> the top name in the heavyweight division, Tyson Fury, is going to be uh, literally um, back in action when he faces Derek Kishore. The Fury's WBC Heavyweight Championship. Now, the bout is set to take place on December 3rd at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Um, Fury has actually been criticized for selection to throw for this bout. I mean, he essentially was handpicked. Critics have actually stated that Fury could have selected a number of younger fighters, more deserving fighters who could have been in the ring with him. If I'm not mistaken, Fury is actually coming off of a a loss uh, in his last bout. Now, many are actually wanting to see uh, Fury take on uh, Alexander Yusik instead. And Fury, who has defeated Chichara twice, said not only does he plan to uh, put on a show for the crowd, but he's also deciding, deciding not to retire anytime soon. And many believe that's because we're going to get that Yusik fight, uh, Yusik fight should Fury win uh, this upcoming bout. So, what's I got at? Should Fury really be criticized for creating a trilogy for this fight, although he's won handily both other times? And what do you think about his potential upcoming fight uh, against this? 
Um, should he be criticized? Yes. I mean, he was criticized uh, by myself when he was calling out Chisor. It was like, hey, uh, he was online. It's like, sign the contract. You know, give the people what they want. Everyone wants to see this fight. It's like, who? Who is everyone? Everyone named Fury who lives in your house? Uh, uh, the the people who are going to get paid off of this want to see see the fight because nobody wants to see the fight now. Uh, let's remember he did try to fight uh, Joshua before this. They were going back and forth. Uh, it just didn't work out. Uh, and I think that was actually good for Joshua because he really needs a tune-up before he goes in after uh, some of these bigger name fighters again. Um <laughs> He uh Chisora had a very spirited fight with Kubrat Puliev, who just before fighting that fight was fighting on Triller in like their little triangle, whatever the heck they, they called it, the Triller Triangle. And was fighting, I want to say Junior Dos Santos. So you fighting on Triller, it's, it's pretty much done. It's pretty much a done deal. Now, did Chisora win? Yes. Was it a spirited fight? Yes, it was. It was a split decision. But that's the first victory that he had in four fights. He lost three times uh, before. And then what does a a spirited, hard-fought split decision against a fighter who was washed up and pretty much retired because uh, if you're fighting on Triller, uh, especially you fighting bare knuckle on Triller, you, you're pretty much retired. So you get rewarded with a trilogy fight of someone who not only fought you twice, but I feel like not, I know knocked you out at least once, if not both of those other times. It's just, again, this is the reason why I said that the most exciting fight this weekend should be Chocolatito versus El Gallo. Uh, this fight between Fury and Tresor is the biggest fight, but the most exciting fight should be that one. Uh, Fury, he has realized I, if I'm not fighting, then something's not right. Like, for, I, And I really feel bad for him because fighting helps him with staying sober. When he's not fighting, his mind gets to go in too many different places. He starts going too many different places and doing too many different things. So I really feel for him because when his career is done, I, you know, I, I just pray that he doesn't spiral out of control. Um, you know, he, he was just trying, this is a stay busy fight for him. It doesn't matter what he tries to say or, or how he tries to promote it. This is a stay busy fight for him. He should have been fighting Usyk, but uh, Usyk wasn't ready to fight. So he had to do something else. Uh, if he's victorious, then he uh, is already talk in talks with Usyk's management uh, to, to make the fight happen. Now, what's interesting is, is now when you talk about uh, his last two fights with Fury, his first was a unanimous decision loss. Okay. His second was a 10th round stoppage. Now, if this is any indication as how this is how this fight is going to go, what you're paying attention to is, now, against Usyk, the third lost. He lost by unanimous decision. He's lost to Dillian White twice. Mm-hmm. Once by KO, uh, and that was just uh, recently, this was uh, 2018. Mm-hmm. And he lost again uh, previous to that to Dillian White 
for the WBC International Heavyweight title fight. So these are all fighters that Tyson Fury have, I want to say dominated because I feel like that's disrespectful, but <laughs> these are all fighters that Tyson Fury has has beaten, well, outside of Rusev. Yeah, so, I wouldn't say it's disrespectful to say dominated. If you knock somebody out, you dominate. <laughs> so it, it, it almost kind of makes you wonder if this is just the precursor to exactly what's going to happen at the end. Like, are, do we know exactly what's going to happen already? I don't want to say yes, because we just saw what happened with Kayla Harrison. So True. like we always say, one fight can always happen, but I don't see it in this bout. So. But, you know, you say something very, very... Um, very very important you know we led off talking about Kayla Harrison Kayla Harrison was undefeated up to this point just like Fury uh Kayla Harrison was taking on someone who she thoroughly dominated twice before just like Fury um the difference is Pacheco has been winning <laughs> her fights <laughs> where Chisora has not and Chisora was uh, it, it was bandied about that had he lost to uh, Kubrat and even had he uh, even in victory against Kubrat that he may retire so a little bit of a difference in where those fighters are in their careers but as you love to say it only takes one it only takes one. And I, if I'm not mistaken, you said that um, Fury has been complaining about his, his health coming into this fight. Yeah, he recently said that uh, Bleach Report actually ran a, a story. Um, he said his body was messed up. He used that word. But he said his body was really messed up. So, I mean, that's another thing that we can look into in the storyline as far as when that fight happens. And the one thing about the story is that I will give him his last fight against Kurat was actually probably a revenge fight because he had lost previously. Yep. Kurat, I believe, uh, I don't know if it was unanimous decision or knockout, but I mean, we'll take that as a positive. Now, his three fights before that uh, were all three losses. I think two of those were to Joseph Parker. I know at least one was to Parker. I, I forget. I feel like he fought three different people and got knocked out twice. I think, and was back a... back, I think he had back to back losses to Joseph Parker. Okay. Yeah, um, no, unfortunately, I can't get to uh, my things right now to verify the deny. So I'm just taking your word for it. <laughs> so it's, it's a lot of variables in this fight, um, but that's you know that that's how it goes. We'll see what happens, and we'll see if we we'll get the super fight that everyone is clamoring for uh, with Lucy. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us again for another amazing show. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, your comments, your questions, everything that you all do for us. Whether it be on Twitter, uh, Facebook, anywhere where we actually post and share this. Um, MTMV Sports. Uh, we're an amazing group of people. We love sports. We love to talk talk sports. My team, my voice. We're literally you all. The only difference is, is that we just decide to put ourselves out there every week and let you all ridicule us, say all those things. I'm talking to my family when I say that. Um, but make sure you all uh, like, share, subscribe. Uh, make sure you check in with the team. We have some amazing, amazing shows. Uh, we have some great writers also. Um, if you actually check our website, uh, you can see some of the great articles that are on there. We prepared you for another great weekend of combat sports. This is me, Will Just Voice. Take us out, sir. Until next time, fight the good fight.
it locked right here. You are listening to MTMB Sports.